0: The Think Tank, KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We are back with attorney Tom Ryan and attorney and former um, uh, U.S. attorney for Arizona, Paul Charlton, also attorney. Uh, we are talking about the Trump case, the criminal indictment of the Trump companies, the suggestion that uh, uh, the inference that uh, other people, uh, uh, what's the the uh, the phrase here? Are there
1: uh, are there other things going to fall here. Oh yeah, there's going to be. Um, this is this is the first of many issues here that uh, Mr. Trump is going to be facing.
0: And uh, Donald Trump went to Ohio the other day and made a speech, and uh, some people took parsed that, and it sounded awfully like an admission to a lot of facts that are that are probably going to come back to haunt him. Uh, let me quote you. Uh, he appeared to acknowledge that uh, some of the things that prosecutors are talking about, that Weisselberg cooked the book so that he could compensate himself with cars and tuition for family members without paying taxes on it. But the Trump quote is, quote, You didn't pay taxes on a car or company appointment. You used an apartment because you needed an apartment because you have to travel where your house is. You didn't pay tax or education for your grandchildren. I didn't even know. Do you have to? Does anybody know the answer to that question? Boy, that sure sounds like the admission to a whole lot of facts that are – that you would rather not admit to if, if uh, potentially hanging in front of you, your associates, or your company is a criminal charge for doing exactly that because that would seem
1: to constitute tax evasion. Donald Trump's mouth is a nightmare for any defense lawyer because he has no filter and he doesn't take the time to think about what he's saying. There is no exception uh, that says, well, if a former president uh, admits to crimes during a, a stump speech at a rally, that somehow that's exempted or you get a Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination doesn't apply. Uh, and, and the answer to the question that Mr. Trump asked at the rally is, yeah, the average American understands that if I receive a benefit, a perk, uh, or a salary, those are all taxable items. And uh, Mr. Weisselberg, over the course of 15 years, got $1.7 million worth of perks that he didn't pay penny one on. You and I pay taxes. We pay taxes every time we go to the grocery store or pump gas into our car. We pay taxes when we live in a house and we have to support our local hospital district or our local school district. We pay taxes when we uh, earn a living in the state of Arizona, to the state of Arizona and to the federal government. So, yeah, we pay taxes. We understand that. And he's bragging about the fact, and he's bragged about that before when he ran for president in 2015 and 16, that... uh, his his failure to pay taxes just shows proves that he's smart. Right? It just proves he's smart. So he has a long history that a prosecutor could use if a prosecutor decides to prosecute him as part of what's going on in uh, Manhattan with Cyrus Vance. It's just
2: incredible. So you know, Mike, that, uh, that prosecutors have used tax charges as a tool when a case might otherwise be complex. You go back to the times of Al Capone. They used charges against Al Capone, who declared no income and, in fact, had made millions uh, during the time of prohibition. Here, as Tom points and out— And that's what
0: they got him for in the end, right? It wasn't right. For, It wasn't for being a gangster. It was basically for not
2: paying taxes on the money he earned. He went to Alcatraz because of a tax violation. Mm-hmm. And so, as Tom points out here, uh, tax charges can be relatively simple to prove. If I tell the government I made $100 last year, but, in fact, I made $200 last year— The government can prove that case with evidence that doesn't lie and doesn't forget. You bring in my bank records, you bring in my pay stubs, and you show that you made twice what you actually told us, the government that you made – so those are charges that the government oftentimes embraces when they can make a simple tax charge, and that's what the government is saying occurred here as it relates to Mr. Weisselberg.
0: Now, right. the amount becomes a factor, does it not? I mean, it, to cite your example, if you underreport your income by $100, they're either going to overlook it or they're going to send you a notice to, uh, to pay uh, what you owe
2: plus a fine of some sort. It becomes important not only because the government's not going to spend time, on my example, of $100 of underreporting, but they want the jurors, that retired bus driver, for example, or someone who has paid their taxes for all of their life on what would otherwise be a modest income, to be offended that someone made millions of dollars and paid no taxes on that million. So that's the kind of case that the government is typically looking for. And when you read the indictment here – that's the kind of case that the government's going to seek to prove in this as well.
0: So you're saying that 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 kind of case, the average citizen who serves on a jury can grasp what that's about and analogize it to their own situation and say, if I did that, they'd come out and
2: feel offended by yeah. that because right. they pay their taxes.
1: If you had to start going through and talking about um, you know uh, EBDA, the earnings before income, you know taxes, da, da da da, you're going to watch jurors' eyes glaze over. This is simple. It is, you received this benefit, you paid no taxes. It gets even better because I think around paragraph 32 or 33 of the indictment, they talk about, and Alan Weisselberg had one set of books for the IRS and another set of books for Mr. Trump. And it's that, that simple. You don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about that. Mr. Weiselberg is in big trouble now, whether he decides to flip or not is uh, still a question, but now it 's going to start to spread it's it 's going to metastasize like a bad cancer, and there are also non criminal uh, consequences to mr. Trump even if he doesn't get even if he doesn't get indicted um, he 's going to have a hard time getting uh, loans refinanced or new loans. Um, you know, loans are going to start getting called in. Deutsche Bank is already backing off from him, and that's one of his big lenders. So he's going to have some problems here financially really soon uh, that may have the same effect as just getting fined by, you know, Cyrus Vance in Manhattan. Paul, uh, I want to ask you uh, Weisselberg is now under indictment.
0: Um, $1.7 I think, was the figure in total. Uh, uh, compensation compensation that he that he did not pay taxes on uh, as a, a, a threat against him, what kind of criminal penalties could he be looking at? in other words, uh, how
2: much is at stake if he if he sticks it out it 's a great question, and uh, let me answer it with two facts: one that you may recall remember the El Chapo prosecution, the mm-hmm. great uh, and infamous and murderous uh, drug lord from Mexico. He was convicted largely because there were other subordinates, uh, killers themselves, who agreed to cooperate with the United States and provide testimony. There are a lot of people who start out in criminal prosecution saying, I am never going to cooperate against my superiors. Once they face a term of prison and Mr. Weisselberg is facing prison in the event of a conviction here, they oftentimes change their tune and will begin to cooperate. Mr. Weisselberg is at an age— in which even a small, a relatively small period of incarceration, should he be sent to prison, could mean what is essentially a death sentence for him. When people face that reality, once they've been arrested, as he was here, once they have the handcuffs, as occurred here, once they have to appear in court, as occurred here, they begin to understand the reality of that situation. And oftentimes, we don't know if it will occur here, but oftentimes they begin to move towards cooperation. Here's another thing to to
1: consider, too. Uh, when you look back at the prosecutions of uh, the campaign team, Trump's campaign team, Paul Manafort, uh, you know, Rick Gates, uh, Roger Stone, uh, s- you know, some of them decided to cooperate, like Gates, and Manafort didn't because they were thinking that Man- "Pardon? yeah, I can have a pardon. So now Weisselberg <laughs> doesn't have that backboard. Uh, Trump can't necessarily, not even necessarily, he can't pardon him. And even even
0: if he were to somehow come back and be reelected president, <laughs> this is a New York State poli- uh, uh, prosecution, uh, so right. for it's which he has prosecution, no prosecution. Right. What,
2: what Mr. Weiselberg has, though, is a son still working in the Trump organization. So just as prosecutors are pushing buttons for Mr. Mm-hmm. Weiselberg Sr., you can be assured that the concern on the prosecution side is that there are people within the Trump organization. Who are attempting to keep him in the fold as well
1: mm-hmm. oh it's going to be it's going to be an interesting um, you know interesting pl- operatic play to see this uh you know unfold here what because it's it does it involves so many other people it could involve uh you know Eric and Don jr it could involve Ivanka it could involve uh you know Jared kushner himself i mean there's a lot that's that's at risk and at stake here so it'll be interesting to see how the Manhattan uh, Attorney's Office plays this out. I want to conclude this section by asking you both experienced guys a pointed
0: question. I'll start with you, Paul. Uh, you've, You've laid out between you sort of a whole lot of what could happen. You've seen cases like this. What do you think is the most likely scenario? With the caveat that it may not go this way, you've seen
2: stuff like this. What do you think is the most likely outcome? The prosecutors on this case are experienced. They're seasoned. Cases of this kind are not brought unless the prosecutors believe that there is a reasonable likelihood of success. So if you were predicting or betting here, what you would say is the prosecutors here believe that as it relates to Mr. Weisselberg, they have, as we just discussed, that kind of evidence that doesn't lie and doesn't forget, including, as Tom pointed out, two sets of books, one real and one fake it would be a surprise to me if this case didn't achieve a conviction at the end of the day
0: but the question is what about what about others and specifically donald trump from what you've seen does the is is there a implication that he's in in serious jeopardy. Well, there's
2: no doubt that he's in serious jeopardy. The question is whether or not Mr. Weisselberg will provide the key for those prosecutors that will allow them to move forward as it relates to Mr. Trump. You think
0: without Weisselberg, there's no Trump prosecution possible?
2: I think the reason they haven't yet charged Mr. Trump is because they are hoping for that additional piece of information. Correct. I think, you know, if you look at uh, Michael Cohen, uh, he's an
1: interesting case study as it relates to what happened, because he he was right there with Weisselberg. And if you go back and look at his testimony before Congress, Michael Cohen is saying, hey, you want to get to Donald Trump, That's real simple. You go to Alan Weisselberg. Michael Cohen, if anybody would know. And if you look back on Michael Cohen, initially he wasn't going to flip. He was going to be uh, a stalwart, I've got your back. Uh, he referred to himself as Donald Trump's fixer and, in fact, was his fixer. Um, and ultimately, as Paul pointed out, he started taking a look at what am I facing and whether or not uh you know Donald Trump could help me and it, he, he took the calculus made the calculus and realized I'm better off cooperating now and as it turns out he is he still has a chance to rehabilitate himself and 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 get back into something more of a normal life and i mean he's been on television shows people lionize him even though we know what his criminal background is uh weiselberg is not making that calculation yet
0: Okay, that concludes this section. We're going to come back. There was a Supreme Court decision this month on voting rights, specifically in Arizona. We will talk about that with attorneys Tom Ryan and Paul Charlton when we return in just a moment in the think tank.